0: Rev DDT here. It's 5 49 a.m. on March 16th, 2017. It's Thursday. It's trash day today. So the trash bin are gonna come pick our trash up this morning. Thank you, Jesus, for trash bin. Thank you, Jesus, for everything. You know, there isn't one thing I don't pray about, and that's even, you know, even if I lost some money and needed it back, I pray for it. If I, you know, and, and the reason why is because God's taught me that, you know, about prayer and, and I've learned so much about prayer over the years and, and seen so many miracles because of prayer that um, there is no way anybody is going to change my mind on the subject of prayer so don't even try All right. and as a matter of fact don't even try to change my mind on the subject of Jesus because you're lost man if you're trying to change my mind on the subject of Jesus it's a lost cause for you last night I did a broadcast and I was talking about a few things and one of them I wanted to continue on with and that was uh that you know this uh not being able to uh make any money and being on a social security thing and not being able to work because of my health issues and stuff like that uh, I have some other pressing issues too as well my back is blown out from doing construction work I was the guy that hauled all the wood you know um, back then I had a really muscular strong body it wasn't really super super big not super muscular big but very strong and could carry a lot of wood and did and me and uh, Andrew Mandela, if you ever listen to this broadcast, Andrew, I love you, buddy. I miss you. You're, you're so awesome. I give a shout-out to you. You're over in Maine. He was one of my buddies at Jesus People. Me and him had a log-carrying log, con- log carrying contest one day, and uh, we were carrying these uh, beams of uh, womanized lumber. Uh, they were 6x6s, uh, f- uh, six and they, weighed, uh, they were 20-footers. They were wet. When they're wet, they weigh close to 300-something pounds, 300 and... think 390 or something like that the guy said when he was bringing him off the truck uh when he brought the truck to drop him off and we had to slide him off a truck we was in Chicago so we you know in Chicago there's a lot we had to walk down a breezeway between two buildings then turn a corner and then take him over pull him off our shoulder or however we were carrying it he carried it like you deadlift so he carried it around his waist I carried it on my shoulder because uh I guess really strong shoulders to do that right well anyway carrying those things and uh we were carrying them to see who could carry the most one at a time right and you had to balance those things on your shoulder at the time we were both weightlifters really super strong you know and i was doing some really super heavy crazy squats with this really crazy guy named paul kales who lives in uh, los angeles now he's an awesome dude man i love that brother he uh he taught me about big but he also taught me about strong in the body and he taught me about a lot of other things too and i value that friendship and that time that we had together because man i'll tell you what if it wasn't for that i wouldn't have been able to keep doing some of the things i was doing like rock climbing and some of the other stuff i got to get got to do um after that well anyway uh, back to the story so andrew and i are carrying these uh these these uh six by sixes right i'm carrying it on my shoulder my right shoulder or left i could could do either or and it's easier with my right because i found when i put it on my left i tried to turn a corner i couldn't turn a corner in the breezeway and i got jammed up and i actually had to take that thing off off and put it down on my waist flip my body around the other way at the same time and then carry it carted in that way and then flip around and set it down right so I'm like oh I'm never doing that again so I carried all of them on my left shoulder I don't remember how many we carried each but uh, he carried one more than I did. Oh, wait a minute, no, I picked up the last one, but I but I picked it up and I put it on the ground. I I, I leaned it down on the ground. I said, "Why don't we both carry this one?" And so we did. Both. That's right. We both carried it in there because I really didn't want to beat him. I'm really not into beating people. Um, I when I play board games, I used to piss people off because I don't play to win. I play to have fun, you know. Because um, if I played to win. Um, Then I feel like sometimes I'm cheating people because sometimes I can see things happen before they do. So I see where to go or what sometimes I can read your heart while you're playing the game. And so I know what you're going to what you're going to do. Sometimes I can read your cards. So I don't play poker and stuff like that because of those reasons. Um, I do. I do play dice games. I love dice. But um, at one point I stopped doing that, too, because I was able to actually read that, too. And so I stopped doing it. I'm not a card counter. I don't do that. It just comes in the spirit. The information, I just pick it up in the spirit. It's, I'm not trying to do anything. It's just just the way I work, right? And I know there's other people out there that can relate to what I'm saying, all right? Because some of you guys are gifted that way, too. It's it's strange, but you are, you know? Okay, praise the Lord, you know? This gift's actually, I found out later on, because of those, uh, doing that stuff and being able to actually... Um, it was honing in on gifts like uh, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, um, prophecy, uh, visions, dreams, things like that are all, all kind of stem out of this, but they're gifts of the spirit. So anyway, back to the money thing. I was talking about that puzzle of money last night, and I was t- talking about how, um, you know, I, I do have these new skills. I'm going to get a new computer, uh, a super computer. I'm saving money to buy one. It's going to take me probably until January or February of next year to actually buy it, but I'm going to have one put together. Uh, desktop actually, because I need something that's so powerful that it'll blow everything away, you know? Yeah. Cause I, I'm, I'm hoping that I can get some actual, uh, work doing. I looked on this one job register, uh, registry where they register jobs for, uh, you know, um, editing, audio editing and video editing listings were incredible. And I looked at what they were wanting the qualifications and most of these companies want you to be able to use Adobe and stuff like that. And that's all great and everything. But, um, The programs I'm using are just as powerful, if not better than Adobe. Actually they work easier than Adobe. They're easier to learn and easier to work with. And I can do the same things I can with Adobe that you can do with, I can do with my programs what you can do with Adobe. And I'm talking about video editing um, and some of the other stuff, but um, like color correction and things like that. And so, Anyway, so with these new skills, I was hoping maybe I could, you know, find some online work or something like that or get, you know, you know, where people uh, send you work and you do it, but you do it from your home and then you send it back to them and it's done and it's perfect and they love it and they, they use it, right? And also, I'm a photographer, amateur photographer who the Holy Spirit taught me how to shoot pictures and so... I'm still learning, too, by the way. <laughs> There's a lot to learn on that one. And uh, it's just, it's all learning, all learning, all learning. But um, I have some pet really powerful cameras. Uh, I was blessed by a, a sister who gave me some money to buy a camera, and I was blessed by, uh, so I bought a really powerful camera, um, and um, I'm not able to process it because my computers are not powerful enough, right? So I'm saving money to buy this computer, right? So I don't get donations very often. Every once in a while, somebody will give me, buy me a gift or they'll give me like my friends bought me this computer that I'm doing this, uh, doing this uh, podcast on, which is my Acer desktop, which should be fried right now because it's like seven years old or something like that or even older. And um, but I'd, uh, I have a laptop so I can get on the Internet. Um because it's wireless and I don't, I can't pay for my internet, so I get it for free from where I live at. Cause, um, I live at my mom's. I actually rent a, a room from her, and uh, she has internet access. So I, I, you know, I'm wireless. So I'm off her signal. So. My desktop uh, is—it's not powerful enough to get on the internet anymore. It's running an old Windows Vista program, and it's just barely running. When it does run, and when it edits, it takes a long time to process stuff. So this new computer is like a a godsend anyway for the work I'm doing. But I always thought that maybe with these new skills, I could like drum up some work. But I don't—you know—nobody. I've—I've asked. I've sent out emails to companies, and no reply. You know, and so I'm thinking, well, this is—I'm probably blocked. This is probably a God thing. Maybe it's God. Just you know. But I'm not going to give up on looking. You know, because I know that I have the talent to do the work, you know, I know that I do. I have the skills and the talent, you know, to do the work and I'm getting better and better and improving all the time on that work. And then these are the things I like to do. So I'm going to buy like a thousand dollars worth of programs too. So I'm saving up about trying to save up around three grand or a little bit more so that I can actually load this supercomputer up with about three thousand or a thousand dollars, excuse me, a thousand dollars worth of programs to get everything updated that I have and get some other new stuff like Omnisphere for synth for my synthesizer music because I want to do meditation music and some other real mellow music and stuff and um I want to travel out and get videos and photos and things like that and still put slideshows and also video videos together uh, with music and I was hoping that someday maybe I could get some of my songs on TV, maybe on one of the cable channels, you know, they got cable uh, cable radio and cable and also they're on the program on those cable radio shows, a couple of them like Soundscapes and some of the ones I like to listen to, they'll put like f- pictures up there and then there'll be a saying next to the picture and I, I wanted to do video. And when I first got um, the cable, my, my mom got cable here when she first, got it here there was a channel that was uh, running like a program that actually was running i can't remember what it was called but it was actually running um you know uh pictures from the mountains pictures from not pictures but actual video footage from the mountains with the wind blowing video footage from the ocean and then really beautiful music right and i really liked that program it was so soothing um, it was one of those programs that helped me to relax you know and stuff and I, and I always wanted to I thought that would be really cool to make those And I had this you know grand delusion of grandeur I guess if you want to put it that way you know of getting this stuff on TV or traveling around and shooting a, a, I had an idea for a, for a TV show for cable uh, for doing travel RV travel show one that I, nobody else is doing I have an idea for one that's completely different from what other people are doing not totally different though because it's based on some ideas from a, some other reality TV shows like you know man um, Anthony Bourdain's show. I really like the way his his show flows. I really like what he does, going around and eating. I love to eat. I'm, a, I'm a, I was a cook a lot of years, and and um I uh and I, so I do love to eat, and I love to taste different foods. I, I I'm I really I can pretty much just about eat just about anything. Um, there's a few things I can't eat anymore, <laughs> which I've learned that in the last few months. You know, um, There's a couple things I just cannot eat, but you know, things like that and putting some music, maybe doing local music, and then maybe the local free thing that you can do when you're traveling because you know a lot of people that travel or retired people, they don't have a lot of money, right? But they're still doing the travel and they're living in their motorhome. I wanted to live in a motorhome because I didn't want a big house because of the fact that I didn't want to have to pay the taxes on it and you know, have to worry about a house and all that and clean the yard and mow the yard and you know, it's just a lot of work, too much maintenance. I wanted really Minimal maintenance is what I'm looking for in my life anyway, right? And so motor home, travel around, do ministry things, share my songs, pray for people, bless them. I'm a public speaker too. I can do that. And I haven't been ever been invited to do this in a long time. Public speak. I haven't been invited to come worship, uh, share worship, or even share a song at a church, or even share a word of knowledge or anything at the church or anything at all. So yeah, I'm pretty much on my own here. And, and I don't have a church back of me. I don't have money coming in from donations. I don't have a way to to go out and make money physically, but I have all these other talents I can make money with, and when I get a supercomputer, I'll be set up to be able to do that, right? In about a year, right? Or, well, almost a year, but it's a little less than a year, but yeah. So, I never know when my body's just going to go, boom, and then I'm going to end up with more hospital bills and have to spend all my money that I have because I have actually managed, God got me out of debt, so I've actually managed to stay out of debt, thank you, Jesus, and I'm actually able to save a little bit of money for the first time in my entire life. I've never made more than $12,000 a year, ever, and I don't make that much. I only make about 10000 a year. Actually, it's less than that. No, it's actually, I think it's 10050 or something like that a year. That's what I make a year. Social Security disability doesn't pay me very much, and that's okay because, you know, I, I'm still, you know, I still believe in God and I still believe Jesus has something for me. I still believe God has something for me. Yeah, maybe I'll never get invited to come speak at a church. That's fine. I don't care about that. Um, but, I, you know, say maybe someday I will be able to actually do some public speaking again. I really enjoyed that, man, because, and so did the people that was, uh, they would come back and give me feedback, right? Right away, man, that was awesome, brother, man, that was so cool. Like, and, you know, and then we would talk about something that we talked about, and then we got to, you know, talk about this topic and stuff. And it was wonderful. I love public speaking. There's an anointing that comes down upon you when you speak publicly for Jesus, and so um, I, that anointing is just a wonderful, a wonderful feeling, a wonderful place to be, and all this. But anyway, back to my story here. Still not being able to make any money and stuff. So I don't. I'm not pining for donations right now. I'm not asking people for money. If you want to give me money, go ahead and give it to me. But Sam, Send it to me. If you want to do it, send a check in the mail or send cash in the mail. I don't care. Um, I do have a debit card, but that's so that I can, you know, get my money off for Social Security. And then um, I have one that I use when I buy books off of Amazon or something that I need off of Amazon, right? But I don't have another debit card, so I don't want anybody having my, those numbers and stuff. And it's kind of a hassle doing that because you never know, you know what, you know who you're giving your numbers to, who you're giving your bank account stuff to, so they can deposit to. You don't know who, who you're doing that with. I really don't know how to do electronic transfers, so I've never done one before. But even a wire transfer is even better than that. Western Union wire transfer is even better than that. You know, uh, money, money, but money orders, money orders. That's how I pay my bills. So I get my check, I go cash it, get the cash off, get the money orders because they're free. It. But at uh, Money Tree, you get free. If you do your checking to Money free, you get free money orders. You don't have to pay for them. ha, <laughs> that's pretty cool, man. And it only cost me 43 cents. So it's actually cheaper to do it the way I do it than it is to go through a bank and try to do it that way, right? Plus, you have to keep a savings account with the bank and all that and do the checking. And I got confused with the checking, man. I ended up hurting myself that way. So I do it the most simple way I can do it, right? So. Anyway, I don't get a lot. Every once in a while, somebody will be blessed, and they'll send me 20 or $30, and thank you for that because it helps every bit. So everything I'm doing is coming out of my pocket out of that $10,000 a year. And um, the reason why I'm doing this audio and video stuff was because all the way back when I was a teenager, I had a vision to do this. Oh, I was, I was 14. 30, I, mean, I mean, I'd been only 12 even. It was when I was going. I think I was in sixth grade, right? So Yeah, I was 12. So i actually was wrong about that a few broadcasts back i said i was i think i was 14 or 13 actually i think i was 12 because it was in sixth grade and I'm, I'm pretty sure if i remember right i was 12 in sixth grade but yeah i had a vision for all this you know and so here we are doing it um all this got put together god blessed me with the with the the ability to actually, I don't even know how it all came together. Honestly, I don't. All of a sudden, just one day I had a computer. Well, some of my friends helped me out, one of my computers blew up that I had because it was really old and then some friends put some money together and I had a little bit of savings and with all of it, I was able to buy this Acer, which I love this Acer desktop. It's still running, man. It shouldn't be running, but it is. You know, and, and just all on and on and just able to achieve these things a little at a time. Sometimes I just save twenty bucks a month until I had three hundred dollars and then I bought that other computer. I had three fifty actually. And that took a long time when you don't have any money, you know, to save twenty bucks a month until you got three hundred and fifty bucks. It was a few years before I got that laptop that I'd be using. Um, which I love that little laptop, but I need something. You know, I need a real powerful computer so I can, you know, maybe I can get a job doing some editing or something, right? So you know, I'm, I'm and and in the but in the meantime, I'm doing these projects because what else am I going to do, man? I, I can't sit here. I really don't like watching TV that much. I watch it a little bit, but I don't really like watching it that much. You get bored listening to music all day. I can't play songs on my guitar all day long. You just can't. I, one day, maybe three or four times this happened one day i was able to play and it was only because i was caught up in the spirit that i was able to play for four hours straight all right that was once that wiped me out i did that maybe three or four times you know (laughs) that was it you know and uh but and um i actually got some recordings and some of those are videos actually from those recordings during that time it was a few years back Um, live videos that I do, some of those live videos I do, they're spontaneous songs and they're just coming right out as I'm getting them. So you're getting them raw, right from right, right out as the spirits just flowing through me. Right. So some of them have visions and things like that and everything. But, you know, I mean, a lot of people, some of these guys that have these churches, they don't like to hear about visions or manifestations of the Spirit or anything like that because they just want to stick with the intellectual side of the whole spiritual spiritual life. But the intellectual side of the spiritual life can actually quench the Holy Spirit if you're not careful. And, you know, if you're not careful, you can go too far into the manifestation side and get real weird, too. So, you know, there's a balance with the Lord. And I'm trying to tell you guys about a balance here. And I've been talking about balance. I was talking about it yesterday. I always talk about balance because balance is important. Did you know if you weren't balanced, you could not walk? When your right foot, take, okay, so check, check this out. So just stand there, feet together, right? Stand up, put both your feet together and then take a step. One foot goes out in front of the other, right? You notice in the process of that happening before your foot hits the ground, at one point you're a teeter-totter, you're off balance at one point, until that foot comes down and makes a stable, you know, makes a stable connection with the earth, and then bam, you're back on balance, and then to the other side, and then the other side. That's how we walk, that's how it works, man. Well, balance is important. Balance is important in martial arts, balance is important in music, balance is important in cooking, balance is important, it's important in everything, especially relationships, and especially your relationship with God, Right? The Holy Scriptures and the Bible actually keep help to keep me on tr- the right track. You know, to help keep me so that I'm walking in a balanced relationship with the Lord. Where I'm not too far into one extreme or the other. Now, I have gotten into extremes and that does happen to us. We go one way or another too far and we get too extreme and then God brings us back. But God can bring us back. But back to this whole thing about money. I don't do anything off donations. So all this stuff's coming out of my pocket, right? And I'm like thinking, how is this even coming together? I mean, one year, I wanted to go on a vacation. I had no money. So this is after the whole God broke the tithing thing. And then then, uh, he uh, told me how to... He told me about the tithing thing, said it was a lie, and you stopped doing it. It's causing a curse on your life. That's why you're almost bankrupt again and you need to just listen to me and then I, I obeyed him and listened to him, did what he told me to do and I, and I broke that, broke that spirit and then eventually that debt went away, right? Just I mean he just disappeared. I am not kidding you. it was a miracle. it disappeared. All right, so in the process of all that though, I was also praying for a vacation and I was also helping somebody that was really really more poor than I am because he had kids to you know and he had no work. A laborer. This uh, tattoo buddy of mine named Eric Richards, wonderful dude. Gave me a couple of tattoos, which I have on my arm right here. One of them, it's the cross and Jesus' hands, and the world below it. And the, you know, and then I have a, a lion of Judah on my chest, and a star David on my other chest, star David on the back of my leg. Some other stuff like that. Anyway, this guy, brother Eric, he uh, gave me this tattoo. Well, anyway, I was, I was, I, I, what I was doing was I was taking some money, and I asked God what I did with every check, and He said, "Well, I want you to do this. I want you to trust me and take." this amount of money, X amount of money, and I want you to give it to wherever you feel to give it to, but give it to some charity that you, and, and, and he goes, he says, go to the Better Business Bureau website and look up the charities and pick one and give it to that. So I found one that I really, really liked and at the time. I really liked it when they were a legitimate uh, ministry. It was called Gospel for Asia, right? And I was like, man, for some reason I just caught this guy's vision, man. I read his book, got his vision. I still wanted to sow into his ministry, so I started sewing into his ministry. And when I did, it, it I was blessed, and my money started multiplying. I put fifty bucks in my pouch because I keep my money in a pouch. I put fifty bucks in my pouch, and I pull out a hundred. And I was like, wow, that's a trip. I'm like I got, I swear I didn't put a hundred in there because I only had fifty bucks. I know how much money I got, man. I'm not stupid. I know I'm poor, you know. And poor people count their money, man. We count our pennies, we count every I pick pennies up off the ground because I'm poor. Well, actually they're a blessing from God but I pick them up anyway but yeah I started because I was poor I was like oh there's a pity that's an extra pity I don't thank you God for this penny today man because I'm a penny richer man you know and I do that I find change find money on the ground sometimes because I walk a lot and I look at the ground when I walk because if I don't I'll twist my ankle if I step on something wrong right because I have these crazy weak ankles and I'm built like my father was and anyway so so uh so I had this uh this, this, I want to actually I do want to work I actually want to work but I can't do certain kinds of work I can't do the work I was doing before I can't cook I can't uh, because of the HIV if I get cut in the kitchen that's a liability it's really they'll have to close the restaurant down and scrub the whole place right you know, so I, I know, I know, I know the rules. I know the laws. I know all that stuff, and I can't do certain things. Some physical things I can't do because I, you know, carrying heavy lumber like those four by four, uh, six by sixes. I mean, not four by fours, wet six by sixes, and 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 carrying flooring, eighth inch, uh, not eight inch, one and an eighth inch flooring. So that's one inch and an eighth inch more flooring for doing floors when you're laying floors for building residential houses. You got to put down your, you know, if you you put down your uh, uh, your pony walls and then you got to lay floor on top of those things, right? And that flooring, I was the guy that carried that, man. And that stuff was heavy. I always carried, whenever we did foundations, I was the guy that carried the foundation forms. I was the guy that carried everything. Well, it screwed my back up. Right between my, right across uh, what you would call your bikini line or your bra line for the women. When you're wearing a bra, right across your, your back strap, that's the area right there where my back's really messed up. That's the area where I'd have to take that flooring and flip it around and set it down on the ground and squack And then, you know, we'd bonk it in and go, I'd have to run over and grab another sheet. And I had to do all this at lightning speed too, by the way. I was told, run, run, you're walking too slow, run. And so I was, you know, bosses are weird, you know, it's construction. They want to get it done fast because that's how they make their money, right? And so, you know, I learned how to work fast under pressure and all kinds of stuff, you know, and uh, with actual bosses that were petty tyrants and jerks. And one guy, I just about kicked his ass, man. He, Boy, that guy, he, oh, oh, man. And if it wasn't for the plumber that showed up on the job and told me, you need to get away from this guy because he's evil, I would have. If it wasn't for him, because I I, could, I thought it was me, I, I was like I want to kill the guy, but I wanted to beat him down, but uh, but I, but I don't want to because I'm not a, I don't want to fight anymore. I, I'm trying to lose that side of my life. And back a long time ago, this particular boss he pushed me way too far. But he was calling me names, call, cussing at me, you know, f u u f and f and son of a f f and then this and that and all this stuff. And then the plumber showed up. Guy had been working around for a few years, about five years, four years. Four, yeah, four years. This is my fifth year. And I've been working around him. And he says, he goes, hey, he goes, you got to get away from this guy. He's, he, this is a bad boss. And he told the guy that we were subcontracting through, who happened to be my old boss, who phased up into subcontracting and he, or into, uh, uh, building subdivisions and uh, from framing to subdivision building. And I was, uh, working as an independent. And I, he said, uh, he goes, uh, yeah, I had my own business for a while too. Yeah, I did good until, you know, it all phased out and I had to go find something else to do. But yeah, he, uh. He he uh he that guy he uh I about knocked him I took my hammer out of my holster one day and I was going to club him with it cuz I was so pissed off at him for cussing at me and calling me names and all kinds of stuff and he did this every day we worked you know he got pissed off at me in the beginning and he never stopped and he just continued on well you know so I know what it's like to work for petty tyrants I know what it's like to work for assholes I know what it's like to work for jerks I also know what it's like to be treated like crap by the church and told that you're going to you know, yeah, if you just keep doing this, God'll make make a way for you to get money doing this because this is how all of us ministers do this. You know, well that's never happened for me. Every once in a while I've got a little bit here, a little bit there, and that's it. I've never gotten that full, straight up income. I've never gotten that full, straight up, I'm going to, you know, full, steady flow of blessings. I read a few different writings. One of them I read was Wayne Dyer's book, and I love his book, um, The Power of Intention, because it really actually helped me to understand intention better and stuff and um, some things that I picked up some information I needed to out of that book, but he was talking about being so happy and being so, and and feeling like you're connected and knowing that you're connected, that that, that, that the flow of the Spirit just comes from the universe. It just comes from the universe, comes from the flow of the Spirit, and, and God just starts moving on people's hearts because he knows you have projects and ideas you want to do and you can't do without money and move on their hearts. And people just start sending you money and all this stuff. And I believed all that I bought it all hand fisted over. I bought it. I bought all that up, man, and ate it all up. Like, Oh man, maybe this is the answer. Maybe this is the answer to that money puzzle. Right. That I was talking about in the last broadcast. And so anyway, um, I'm going to kind of take, cut it short here in a few seconds. I'm going to taper it up. But, uh, and, um, <clears throat> cause we're getting into, you know, almost 30 minutes here. But uh, the thing is, is that um, that's never happened for me. It's happened on a trickle, in a trickle, but never happened. And believe me, I've taken a portion of it, and given it back to God every time, and it still never did what the prosperity preacher said it was gonna do. Never does, it never does, it never does for me. It goes exactly the opposite. As a matter of fact, the last time it got me almost completely in bankrupt, and I was head over heels in debt, and freaking sick, and tired, and burnt, and knew that I was being lied to because I figured it out eventually because God started talking to me about it because I'm like looking for the answers. And so I got with God by myself and asked him and the Lord talks to me and he told me, he said what to do and I did it and we're out of debt. So anyway, everything comes out of my pocket. It doesn't come out. I don't you know, get donations. I don't make money off. I don't have a regular job. I'm a poor man doing this, but if I can do this much without money, man, can you imagine what I could do with money? I got a heart man to uh, open up a healing rooms type place, not like the one in, in uh, Spokane, Washington, but something similar to that but not quite like that. My premise will be a little different, but I want to, I have a vision to do that. And uh, I can't do that without money, you know? And so, you know, um, I'm a poor man, and uh, I believe that nothing is impossible with God. And if you think that you're you are, you've just limited God in your life. And if God, you don't think God could actually bless you, bless you by by uh, giving you lottery numbers to play the lottery, then uh, I got a bone to pick with you, buddy, because uh, you don't know the God you're believing in. You, God could do anything, anytime, anywhere, anyway, and He wants to through anybody at any. Venture in anybody's life and if he says to you gives all of a sudden you wake up and you have these lottery numbers there's a guy that actually did it does have a testimony if you watch the lottery you know guys that win the lottery um and in uh, my dream home one there's one guy on there it was a brother that got out of prison and he had some lottery numbers from the night before in a dream and he said called his mama's first thing he did when he got out of prison he goes mama he says i they were talking, he says, I got these numbers last night in the dream. She goes, oh no, those are God's numbers. God gave you those numbers, you go buy a lottery ticket right now. And he did, he last dollar in his pocket. You can hear his testimony, it's on, It's you can watch it on the internet if you want, on, on YouTube. You know, on YouTube, but he, uh, he actually bought a lottery ticket with that money and used those numbers he heard in the dream the night before. And you know what? He won. And he built, oh man, he's got a beautiful log cabin house up in the mountains. And you know, it, it took him out of poverty. See, it could be just one little thing like that. You just got to trust the Lord. Don't listen to these guys. It's not gambling, you know. In Idaho, I don't know where the money goes everywhere else, but in Idaho, you're paying into the school bonds. You're paying. It goes into the it, we the money. Our lottery money goes into our public schools. It's a, a a stash for our public schools. I mean, and we've been able to rebuild some of our public schools because we had a stash of money there from the lottery. So it's kind of a no brainer. You're really sewing into the you know, you are giving a dollar away and 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 in haps maybe you're gonna get a lottery ticket, maybe you win. Nobody knows if they're gonna win or not. Most people will say oh, that win, say, Oh, yeah, I knew I was gonna win, but you know that, but you really don't know because you're 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 actually what you're doing is you have faith in the fact that you're gonna win so much that you believe that you know that you're gonna win, but you also have a knowing too that's going on where you're going, I know I'm gonna win. Me, I've had visions of it already, so I know I'm going to win someday. So I buy lottery tickets every once in a while. I don't do it all the time, but I buy one. When it gets around three million or $400 uh, million, I start buying lottery tickets because my number is $300 million is what I wrote down. So that's the number that I'm looking at because I, I, I have a lot of things. I have other things besides building the, the healing clinic and some other stuff that I would like to do. Um, the prayer center and and some other stuff and this is I'm not talking about a press center like most of these other ones are now I'm not talking about taking in money for it either I'm talking about this being a service where I give it's built I give it it's paid for out of my money I pay for the whole thing out of the out of the lottery money or whatever and I'm also going to invest some of that money and do some other things because I want to keep the money flowing because as long as I can keep it flowing I can continue to do this stuff as well as travel and get you know, and speak and go get photos and videos, you know, and and stuff like that. But anyway, you know, so there's different avenues. So I'm, you know, I'm not like going to shut the door on God and say, okay, God can't bless me this way, but he can bless me that way because that's not the way to receive a blessing at all. You know, and you guys that think that way, you need to get schooled on what the blessing really is and, and how God really actually operates. And you know what? God's not, God's not so petty that he wouldn't bless somebody with a lot of money for, from winning a lottery. He's not so petty. And you think he is, and you guys keep trying to make him petty, but he's not. So anyway, I just wanted to just kind of express that. I do all this out of my own pocket, but I do it because I love the Lord Jesus and because he gives me these ideas, and I roll with them, and this is where we're at. So if you want to donate, my my address is 2710 Malad, Boise, Idaho, 83705. My name is Daniel Tilton. Write a check, put it on a—send on a, a, a money order— do a wire transfer or whatever, Western Union wire transfer or whatever. Send me some money if you want to. That's fine. You don't have to because I do this because I love God and I love you. I love Jesus so much that when he does do this stuff, I know that he wants to talk to you guys about something. And when I pass away, this is if, if the internet's still going, when I pass away and it's still there, we haven't had an EMP blast and all this other crap that everybody keeps prophesying is going to happen to America, all bad stuff, you know, all this bad stuff. If we're still here and all this is still going, then, you know, I've left back a, a record of this, and then also this record is a testimony, you know, uh, of many things, but definitely of the Lord Jesus and then all the great, wonderful things He said in my life. Um, Last night, as I was going to sleep, and I was thinking about the broadcast, and I was thinking I needed to catch, you know, do a follow up broadcast to kind of Tie up a couple of loose ends that I left loose last night because I man, when the spirit got flowing, I don't even know what I was talking about when she's got going. So there's, but there was a couple things I remembered, and one of the things was was the money thing. But here, here's something that happened when I was falling asleep last night. So I'm laying down on my bed, right, and I, I didn't go to bed till 11:30 because usually I go to bed at about seven or eight, but I had to stay up till 11:30 because I was trying to make myself so tired that i would actually sleep for three hours straight because i don't do that i usually sleep for an hour and then i'm up the hour then I'm go back for an hour and then back up and then that's up and down all night um i take medications i have to urinate a lot so there's there's part of the issue and and then sometimes you know spiritual stuff going on anyway so i'm rebuking the the weirdness that i was feeling in my room because i got attacked last night right after i did the broadcast and so i'm rebuking the enemy and got him out of the house got it got, got the place cooled down and. You know, burn some incense for a little while to change the smell in here because it was kind of smelling a little musty. Because I live outside of the house and in a room, and uh, and uh, it was raining too. By the way, right in the middle of the broadcast, it started raining. <laughs> I don't know if it was what I said, "Rain in the name of Jesus" or not, but it did. It started raining. it was crazy because I walked out of the door. Bam! It's raining. I'm like, oh man, it's raining <laughs> right on. I'm like, wonder if that happened when I said that because I remember saying that, but I don't know. You know, I mean, I wasn't looking at the clock and who knows anyway um jeremiah 33 3 yeah i over and over again i'm laying down going to sleep and god saying to me he goes jeremiah 33 3. jeremiah 33 3. daniel jeremiah 33 3. and i'm thinking i'm like i know this scripture i've read you know i know it's it's calling to me and i'll answer you and something something jeremiah 33 he says again i'm like oh laying there still in my bed right i'm and I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, what is that scripture? And he's like, Jeremiah 33. And I'm like, all right, Lord. Okay, he goes. And then he says it again, Daniel, Jeremiah 33. So I'm like, all right. I got up, turned my light on, went over to my Bible, turned the light on above it, because I got a light up here so I can see. You know, my, I got a pretty cool little area where I can study my Bible. And I open it up, Jeremiah 33, and rub my eyes, because I was starting to fall asleep. And I look down, and it says this, call to me, and I will answer you. <laughs> wow that's that's powerful but thank you God and I'll <laughs> praise the Lord man and I will show you great and mighty things which you don't know. Yeah baby <laughs> Life is a mystery on a magic carpet ride, and with God, all things are possible. So anyway, yeah, I'm, yeah, that's a blessing for me. Praise the Lord! And anybody else who wants to catch this, catching this, it's a blessing for you too. But it's really a blessing for all of us. Uh, one time, a long time ago, when I read that scripture, I started taking uh, that that uh, scripture and and just uh, and just praying it back to the Lord. You said call to you. So I'm calling you right now. You said you'll answer me. Answer me now, Lord. Answer me and show me great and mighty things which I don't know because I really want to know your mysteries. I want to know you. I want the knowledge of God. I could care less about all the other stuff. Give me the knowledge of God because that's what's saving my soul. Give me the knowledge of God because that's what's saving And besides, getting the knowledge of God, oh, my gosh, man, talk about a blast. I'm not saying that there's not going to be suffering because there is. Uh -uh, I'm never going to preach that there's there's not going to be suffering. There's suffering all through the Bible, And if you read the New Testament, study it closely. Anybody that's taken suffering out of the picture and or judgment out of the picture, they're not following Jesus to Christ because that's all. Jesus is the judge. He said that he's the judge. He said he didn't come to judge us now. The Holy Spirit's doing that. But he is the judge in the end. We're going to sit down and talk to God about all the good and bad we've done. And we're going to receive in our body, it says, according to the Lord. Receive in our body, payment due. So if you're doing bad, you're going to get bad. If you're doing good, you're going to get good because that's how it works with God. It's called sowing and reaping, baby, and that's how it works in the universe, too. What you sow, you reap. Now, I've been doing, running around sowing good stuff for a lot, of, a lot of years, and I still, every once in a while, screw up, don't get it right, you know, and end up popping off, you know, throwing a cat in the snow, yelling at somebody because they cut me off, and, you know, and I get just too tense, and, you know, or something. I don't do that anymore. You know, I'm not a road rager anymore. I, I overcame that, but every once in a while, you know, you just, ah, these idiots, get off the cell phone and drive, man. We're all supposed to be driving, not talking on the phones, you know. I don't talk on my cell phone when I drive. If my phone does ring, I usually don't carry it with me in the car, but if my phone does ring, I pull over to the side of the road or I find a cul-de-sac somewhere and pull in there and talk. Call him back. You got voicemail. You can call him back. Unless you got Bluetooth and you can just go on or hello, and the phone will answer, and then you can talk without having you know distractions or anything. That's the way to do it right there. No distractions. Keep your eyes on the road, hands on the wheel, right? Foot on the gas or the brake. Prepared at any time to make a stop because you never know. There's some crazy people out there, and then there's some people that are just playing out. They're just awesome, and bad stuff just happens, man. I've seen so many wrecks on the freeway, and you guys know. We all know. We've all seen it. You know, we've got close calls, many close calls. I've had angels hold our car down before when we got in a wreck one time when I was younger and with a buddy of mine and Brian Howard. Brian, if you're listening to this broadcast, I love you, buddy. And I miss you so much, man. I miss the talks and walks we used to have. I miss the times we spent together. And I'm really sorry that I was a strung out meth addict back then because I couldn't hold it together, man. I was trying so hard, but I just could not hold it together. But thank you for your friendship because you helped me through some hard times. And without you, I don't know where I would have been same thing with Mitch same thing with Vinny Vinny cracked my back last night and released me from the tension I was having in my back that I had, had been having for a week uh, back spasms and everything else thank you God for that I hope he didn't hurt his back cracking my back he's older than me and a little smaller than me too and he picked me up though and cracked it and I couldn't believe it man I was like yeah Mitch Hodge my prayer partner and buddy a best best friend and brother outside of the Lord Mitch is my buddy man he's my, he's my pal man we uh um, we have we've fought side to side together. I believe that we're both connected at the hip. We go through a lot of the same stuff that we we learn. We learn in, diff, in different ways, the same things. And we can each get with each other and start talking about something. And all of a sudden, well, I, well, I'm learning that same thing, too. And This is what God showed me. And then we kind of each have a part for each other in it. And so it's, it's just a really cool relationship. If you don't have a relationship with anybody like that, then you're really, you're really missing out. Um, I love my brother Mitch, man. I'd do anything for him. I would die for that man. I'd die for all my friends, any of my friends, even the even the people that have counted me as their enemy because they don't like what I say, or they don't like the fact that I'm so strung out on God or so have so much zeal for the Lord. I don't you know, that doesn't matter to me. I still die for you too. I'd I die for you too, I'd take a bullet for you. I know my own heart. I know who I am. Do you know who you are? Well, I do know this though. Man, you know, uh I trust the Lord. It doesn't matter if you guys send me donations. I don't care. I really don't care about that. What I care about is I care about getting this word out, getting these messages out, because it is making a difference. And uh, because I have been putting these messages in, out, I've been hitting really hard by the enemy in a lot of ways. And uh, But I've also been learning a lot from it, too. So praise the Lord, man. I would. Uh, I got a brother in uh, in uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, named Robbie Kegler. Uh, me and him became pals at uh, Jesus People when I was living there. And that, that guy had my back. He's the only person that had my back there the only person that actually had my back and stood up to some, uh, to some bullying that people were, there was a couple guys that were bullying me and he stood up to him, um, and, uh, for me and I couldn't believe it. And, uh, then just, he just said, you're my, we pals, man. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I never really did even, I, thank you, Robbie. You, yeah, man, thank you, bro. Cause, uh, yeah, when I, you know, just thank you, man. I, I can't thank you enough, bro. I love you so much, man. Robbie Kegler, another buddy of mine, has got my back, man. I love this guy. i die for this guy. His family, awesome. i die for his family. But wouldn't you die for those that you love? And if you if you think that you couldn't, believe me, and you start falling in love with these people because of just their awesome heart and the things that God's doing through them has just turned them, in, turned them into such wonderful people When they weren't, they didn't start like, you ask any of those, they'd tell you they didn't start that way. No, none of us did. None of us did. You know, I have a lot of other friends too because um, I travel a bit and I make friends with people pretty easy and stuff but uh here's the thing what I'm trying to say is is it's not up to you guys to donate money to me it's not up to anybody to supply money for my ministry it's not up to anybody to it's not even any up to anybody to call me to say hey come and minister come and share share the word of knowledge share the lord share the spirit of the Lord with us come and share your word song word and spirit that you do where you where I come and I share a song or a couple songs and then what the lord gives me it's on my heart and um, and then we pray for everybody at the end I, you know um, it's, it's not up to you guys to do that It's all, all this is up to God and I trust God 100% completely uh, with everything including my finances and what comes into my life or goes out of my life so you can have all the intention in the world you want but if God's not in it it ain't going to happen but when he is in it the flow will never stop it, not never stop excuse me I meant to say <laughs> the flow will be well let's just put it the way the apostle Paul said it God can do exceedingly abundantly all that we can ask or think, exceedingly and abundantly all that we can ask or think. God can do exceedingly and abundantly all that we can ask or think. Yeah, now that's what I'm talking about, baby. So trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding, acknowledge Him in all your ways, and He will direct your path. Path. Proverbs three five six. Yeah! <laughs> Actually, it's a song I learned to Jesus' people. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding, acknowledge Him in all your ways and He will direct your path. Proverbs 35, 6. Yeah! Okay, I'm going to sing a song here and then I'm going to hang up. I will enter your gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter your courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for you have made me glad. You have made me glad. You have made me glad. I will rejoice for you. You have made me glad, glad, glad. You have made me glad. You have made me glad. I will rejoice for you. You have made me glad. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Raise your hands. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus washes me white as snow. Oh, Oh, the precious blood of Jesus. Oh, the precious blood of Jesus. Oh, the precious blood of Jesus washes me white as snow for the holy spirit shows me oh don't you know <laughs> all right rev ddtl you guys have a great day peace out baby bye bye